Oh, hey, everybody. Hey. It's me, Jenny, and Tressa. Hello. And we are Monsters Lounge. And we have a great show. We have a really fantastic show. And, and I'm very excited and very curious. It's, uh, oh, you know what? Before I get started, uh, I have a, a, a little bit of a correction to make from last <gasps> week's show. That is correct. <clears throat> My yeah. apologies to everyone. I just got really excited to talk about old <laughs> Greeny. And I was talking about the wrong lake. He was from a Lake Chijugigi, whatever that place was called. <laughs> but that's a finger lake and was not man-made. Good job. Thank you. I did not practice. Uh, I was actually talking about Messy from Lake Murray. That's the lake that was man-made. But old Greeny does exist in one of the finger lakes that I forget how to say. Okay, sorry, everybody. Don't. Oh, man. Don't go that's back and research. That's it. I'm done. I don't, no! I don't no. All right, I'm going to stay for tonight's guest, and that's it. So. <laughs> okay, that's all we're going to have fine. some serious discussions later. Oh no! Because I've always been accurate, a, a thousand percent accurate. I know that's ninety percent of the time. Because I'm not. Listen, let me tell you about our guest. Okay. All right, this man. He joined MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network, in 1991, mm -hmm. and has held the following positions: field investigator training coordinator for field investigators, the assistant state director in Northern California, chairman of the AERC, which is the Abduction Experiencer Research Committee, and team leader of the ART, which is the Abduction Response Team. Also during that time, he became a facilitator for an abduction support group in San Jose, California. And in 1994, he co-founded OPUS, which is the Organization for Paranormal Understanding and Support, which is just phenomenal. Yeah. Please help me welcome Lester Velez. Yay. Hey, guys. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me on your show. I'm looking forward to chatting with you guys. Thank you for being here. Yeah, absolutely. Now, admittedly, my is specialty i don't know the the place where i spend the most time reading is going to be in cryptids and folklore and mythology a little bit of high strangeness but ufos and aliens are something that i know a little bit about but not very much i i don't do a lot of research into it so when i'm looking at topics that you were versed in the first things i see are hybrids and implants and for me i immediately go x-files which i know is not you know, it, the documentary that's not a series? documentary. I, I know that that's not a documentary. So I am dying to know what are these things? What sort of experiences are there that you can think of that would explain to a newbie like me what's happening out there? Well, it's, 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 it's a very um, complicated uh, field to begin with. Uh, this phenomena has so many, so many aspects to it that uh, once you, still go, you, you start going down the rabbit hole, there's so many avenues and little holes and, and, uh, that you can take uh, to, to, to try to understand all of this. But the bottom line is if you take one particular thing, such as you brought up the, uh, the implant situation, um, there's been quite a bit of research with regard to these implants, and the, the late uh, Roger Lear, Dr. Roger Lear, uh, was able to uh, uh, take 17 people that had these implants, and they had them removed. 
okay? And let me read you some of the uh, findings that they actually had when they removed these things. First of all, uh, there was no inflammatory rejection reaction by the body to the foreign object, which is very unusual to begin with because, you know, if you get a splinter in your finger. Right. It gets red and sore, you know, so you know right away. But evidently, there's not usually a, a reaction to the body. There's no visible portal of entry, which oh. is, again, another interesting factor. There's specialized uh, nerve endings surrounding the object which again, you know, when you get a splinter, that doesn't happen. Uh, there's an outer coating of ceramic biological material. Uh, there's a metallic phase where inorganic metal becomes biological tissue, which is really bizarre. Uh, the, now, this is, a, this is a really interesting one. There's like emissions of radio waves, uh, which are deep space frequencies in the FM band. What, the FM band? So who's listening? Who's who's monitoring these things? You know, that's 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 a very interesting question in and of itself. There's a, a, a electromagnetic fields in excess of 10 milligauss. So these things are emitting energy. Uh, there's composition of meteoric iron 66. Now that in itself is, you know, why would it be this one particular uh, element? Rare earth metals such as U-236, a single isotope of uranium existing by itself, as well as elements such as uridium, which is very rare uh, to find in our Earth's crust. Uh, now, the next one is a really interesting thing to me. Non-terrestrial isotopic ratios indicating the involved elements do not come from Earth. I Bingo. love that. Okay. People say that we don't have evidence. Guess what? We very much yeah. do. So first of all, how how large are these things usually? I mean, oh, oh I'm guessing God. not the size of a microwave. No, I mean they're th these are very in the millimeter range. I mean these are like small, a grain of very rice, very right? yeah, like a grain of, okay. of, of, of uh, rice or something like that. I mean they can be very small. Uh, they come in various sizes. They can be triangular in shape. They can be cylindrical in shape. They can be corkscrew. Uh, there's been many that have, and they're all over the body. I mean, in your arm, in your leg, in your thigh, uh, in your nose, uh, in your brain. Uh, there's, they've been found all over the place. Uh, some of which you, you, you know, you can't can't retrieve just because of where it's located. Um, so, the existence of carbon nanotubes. Okay, now this one particular patient uh, had these uh, this uh, thing removed. And it was a carbon nanotube. And this was done uh, at a time when we, did, we, we, we have now come up with carbon nanotubes. Uh, but back when this all supposedly happened, when he got the implant, we didn't have that technology. Um, there's gold spheres, which have unknown function, uh, which is another interesting thing. Metallic caverns that are no larger than the diameter of one atom. Um, and there's res resistance to cutting by in ordinary techniques such as m metallic sawing or severing with a cutting instrument. One of the specimens had to be cut with a laser. Um, so it goes on and on. And, and this was all analyzed by a very respected lab. Uh, and so when, when, when these debunkers talk about the fact that we don't have proof, guess what?
we do have proof. We there's yes. something going on now. Who's put those in in the person? Is it yeah. extraterrestrials? Is it interdimensionals? Is it time travelers? Or is it our military? Uh, all the, is a possibility. So going back just just to like rewind it. So they're found primarily or only in people who have been abducted. Typically, yes. Okay. Yes. Is that something that people automatically look for, or is there like a like a symptoms? Like, can you go to like the yeah you know, diagnostic manual and and be like, oh, maybe you, we should look for this? Usually, or people automatic. Usually, people that are having uh, have an implant uh, that may be causing an issue for them for whatever reason, uh, okay. and then they go to the doctor and they say, you know, I've got this. Uh, area here that, that that's giving me a problem and so they do an x-ray and they find that that there's a, something in there and then they they, they 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 you know try to figure out well how did it get there well i don't have a recollection of ever having you know had an accident or something that might cause that to be there and so and there's been cases where uh, people have had an x-ray and they saw the object and then when they went to remove it it was gone uh, oh, because they, they, either. they came uh -huh. in, whoever had put those there, removed it uh, before they had an opportunity to take it out. Um, and, and one of the things when people do come to us, our organization, and say that they have an implant, I said, if it's not bothering you, I wouldn't remove it. Because a lot of times what happens is if it is removed, uh, it gets replaced. Yeah. And it gets replaced in a place that's even more difficult to to remove. So, uh, yeah, so leave the first one. Don't don't yeah. wait until the one. Yeah, unless it's one. bothering you. And then you can take it out and mm -hmm. then you know, hope for the best. Yeah. And we don't hope know what the like, function is yeah. of these at all. Well, I mean there's a lot of theories with regard to it. Is it is it a tracking device? You know, is it monitoring some kind of uh I've heard that uh uh, theories about the fact that it's monitoring pollution levels in our bodies, uh, which is kind of interesting. Um, you know, or is it a way to control us in some way, shape, or form that we don't understand? You know, uh, so, you know, your guess is as good as mine, and, and nobody has a definitive answer for this. Yeah, that's the nature of it, I guess. Oh, you yeah. Know, you talk about them being like, like very rare metals or things that are not of terrestrial origin mm -hmm. you know and and you did the one of course the one elemental word that i pick up on is uranium because that's the only thing that i know mm -hmm. like oh that's bad you shouldn't be around <laughs> that you know it, are there long-term effects do we know yet of having these sort of you've got a extraterrestrial sort of mineral metal in you is there a long-term effect of that Do we yeah and, and i don't think anybody has done any 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 studies long-term studies with regard to the, to this because most of the people that uh, have had issues with them try to get them removed and mm -hmm. uh, and those people that haven't had issues um you know they most of them don't even know they have it oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah most of them that don't even sense. know they have it you know, and and whether or not they come down with cancer because of the uranium or something like that, it's it's totally possible. It's totally possible, and it's a good question. It's a very good question, uh, but there's no, been no definitive research uh, in that regard. 
Yeah, may, maybe I'm just feeling differently because I don't have something that might be tracking me or mm. measuring me in some way. But mm. why is it my instantaneous thought would be like, oh, yeah, no, I'm cool with you tracking me. I just don't want I just don't want cancer, man. Yeah. That's my immediate thought. Oh, of course like, not. You're going to see me anyway, so. Yeah. You're going to take one of the two, yeah. <laughs> yeah, take her, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm volunteering no, someone. No, <laughs> no I mean, th th this field is just rife with questions. Uh, yeah. And we don't have a lot of answers, unfortunately. Well, that's why you're here, so we're going to have to yeah. let you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're going to need all of the answers from you by the end of the show. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that's no. So it no, sounds like it has like a power source inside of it. Like it's got to, right? It, yeah. Well, if it's transmitting, yeah, it's, it, yeah, it has it has a power source to, to be able to do that in some way, shape, or form. That again, we don't understand how it works. I mean, do we understand how these objects do what they do? You know, uh, like the uh, tic tacs that the government talks about. You know, and these uh, uh, fighter pilots talk about. You know how they can possibly do what they do, and uh, the the energy source uh, is, is is something that we supposedly don't understand. However, I had the opportunity to have lunch with Lou Elizondo uh, right before COVID shut everything down, and uh, he talked about the fact that they they think they understand how these objects. Uh, uh, are able to do what they do uh, with a power source that's very small, extremely small, and uh, and that they they can actually manipulate time and space, uh, which is you know that's my that's that mind blowing. Supposedly, you know, and he, he drew some diagrams and everything for us when we were talking to him at lunch, and so uh, the government knows a hell of a lot more than they're. Oh they're mm -hmm. allowing us to know and 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 so i think that there's obviously some national security issues that are involved with this because we certainly don't want our enemies whether it's the russians the chinese the north koreans or iran or whoever to really understand that we might understand what's going on to a greater degree um and 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 we're also interfacing with these entities, okay? Whether it's extraterrestrial in nature or it's interdimensional in nature, there's a whole nother reality that exists, which includes cryptids, you know, mm -hmm. like like Sasquatch. You know, there's so many sightings of UFOs with regard to Sasquatch being sighted, okay? Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, it, it, it goes hand in hand. And, and so, and, and, you know, they are able to disappear in such a way that seems mind-boggling. You know, somebody sees one, and then the next thing that you know, they they try to track it, it would follow the footprints, and then it's just gone. It's absolutely gone. Where did it go? Where did it go? Uh, so, yeah. and a lot of this is really interconnected. It's it's to it's very much interconnected, and it it really boils down to the fact that we're living in a certain reality. And there's multitudes of other realities that exist, some of it which we see and some of which we don't see. Yeah, what is it? Uh, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson said, we understand. I was just watching a little clip of his the other day because I love him. And uh, he was talking about, like, we understand like 4% of the universe. Like, 
four percent. Yeah, he's a guy that doesn't believe that you know we're we're being visited by uh, extraterrestrials or, or non-human so cool. intelligence. Yeah, I, you know, I I, I, I totally I totally disagree with him on Same. all of that. And there's so much evidence to the fact that yes, this is going on. And now that we have, you know, Grush talking to the congressional committee with mm-hmm, graves mm-hmm. And, and, and such that, hey, we have crashed UFOs. We have alien bodies. Come on, people. Yeah. I, mean, I can't believe he's still trying to buy, you know, espouse that theory that no, no, no. They can't be here. It's not it's baloney. Oh, I still right. love me some. Uh... He's, he's a nice guy. He, 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 matter of fact, he explains I saw, things really I, well. I, I saw him. I saw him in Seattle at, at a lecture and, and stuff, and it was very, you know, interesting. He did a great show, yeah. but I don't agree with a lot of what he said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Same. it's beyond me, anyway. Oh my god, that's fascinating. It's it's mm-hmm. that's insane. It's fascinating. It's yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's there's so much going on now, um, and and. And, and with the uh, amount of, of, of uh, uh, media coverage that's going on now with regard to this whole phenomenon and people like yourselves and thank you ladies for what you do because it's very important that you're We're putting just a out couple of jerks thank you no 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 <laughs> I mean it, it, what you're doing is very helpful to putting out the word and, and getting uh, other people to understand that there is another reality that's happening whether you're talking about your cryptids your your poltergeist activity uh you name it it's all connected it's all connected in some strange way that we truly just don't understand fully and so if we ever will understand it right and that's part of the fun but at the same time we want answers Oh yeah, of we, course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, everybody course. wants answers, and it's yeah. interesting to think about, and it's it's fascinating to think about, you know, um, and and also like in everybody that we've talked to, you know, there is this certain level of there's there's more being talked about now, and certainly trying to erase some of the stigma surrounding things and and as we talk about it and as more people talk about it and come forward with experiences you know i i really feel like that starts to ebb i mean we're nowhere close to where it should be but at least people are talking yeah and and that's a good point uh jenny that uh there's been so much stigma attached to this phenomena you know uh you know people that are having these experiences uh they they're not able to uh, talk to family members oftentimes or their spouse or their uh, fellow workers or their clergy even. And, you know, it, it, they're, they're totally isolated. And, you know, a lot of times they go to a psychologist or a psychiatrist and they, they wonder if they're going crazy. And then they find out that they don't have a psychopathology. And, mm-hmm. and, and so then what? Where, where do they turn? What do they do? How, who do they talk to? about these things and and so that's why we we basically started the the opus organization the organization for paranormal understanding sport to help these people and we've done it by basically having three things that we offer these people one is an international 
confidential online support group where we have almost 400 people that are in the support group from all over the world, literally all over the world, from Africa, from Europe, from Asia, from South America, from North America, talking 24-7 about their 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 uh, experiences and asking questions. And uh, uh, they're able to do that on a regular basis. And that is proved to be one of the most helpful things for these people because they understand that they're not alone, that other people are having mm -hmm. similar circumstances in their lives. And uh, we also have a referral network of mental health practitioners and hypnotherapists that if that's what they're looking for, we can point them in that direction. And then we have the third thing, which is sort of a triage group, which we call our EST or the Experiencer Support Team, that talks to these people and and so you have a, a live body you know to talk to in our organization to find out what it is that they need and how how we can possibly help them so it's proved to be very good and we've done been doing this since 1994 i can't imagine how helpful that would be for somebody that's for the longest time it, no one would ever say anything or they would be afraid mm -hmm. or would be laughed at and exactly. now to have like a support system is amazing. I love that so much. Yep. Yeah. And we do want to talk about that a little bit more. But if I don't ask about hybrids, my brain might explode. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, I see it's starting to expand a little bit here. <laughs> it is. It's expanding a little bit. That's why I'm holding my hands sort of next to my head because it happens a lot. I, we're just going to, we're going to hold that in there. Okay. And then, well, I, the okay. hybrid situation is very interesting. Um, and I'm glad you brought it up. Um, I, uh, I actually knew a hybrid, a, wo a woman that actually her organs were in different places in her body. What? Whoa. And, uh, uh, she, she was a remarkable woman. And, um, uh, you know, one of the things that people talk about, like in the scientific community is how do we tell that a person is a hybrid? because we don't have supposedly any uh, alien DNA to compare uh, these people. But these people that claim that they're hybrids have such a strong feeling about that, um, that it, it, it's overwhelming uh, for them. Uh, and uh, in, in the case of this particular woman, it was. It was just an amazing overwhelming factor for her and she totally knew that she was a hybrid there was no question about it in her mind um and uh, the, I, all i can say about this is is the fact that uh, in talking to experiencers that have had in the case of a woman having multiple hybrid children because they had taken her her egg and then they implanted her and, and she, they removed the fetus, you know, after a short period of time. She had like, like 19 or 20 children, and she visited these children on board the craft. Um, and then there was a man that I know uh, in our support group, actually, uh, that had a similar situation where they took his sperm, they impregnated a, a woman with his sperm, and the, the children were presented to him afterwards. Um, and, um, and so what's the purpose of this? And, and that's the big question. Why, why is this going on? And um, evidently, it, it, it's a process that uh, 
uh, is is twofold. One is that, uh, and and you hear these these uh, uh, things posited that one is is that it's nefarious in nature. Okay, that they're they're basically going to take over. Okay, eventually, based on the fact that you and I could be hybrids. And so we will all have a similar mindset, uh, you know, at some point in time. Uh, and the other uh, factor is that uh, we're, we're basically, uh, they're trying to save their own civilization by doing this hybridization process because they're dying off. And so they need to do something to prevent that. So they're going to combine these things. It's so complicated. I mean, supposedly there's like 86 different races that are intervening ask. In, in, in this whole process. And some of them have negative uh, uh, reasons to be here. Uh, some of them want us to be eradicated. Oh. Some of them want us to, to continue on. And, 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 and so those people are helping us to fend off these negative forces. Um, and uh, believe me. It is extremely complicated. Uh, You know, they have a hybrid process where the first generation doesn't look very much like you and I, but by the fourth or fifth generation of this hybridization process, they look like you and I. You can't tell them apart. And so, and I asked a question of of one of the experiencers that had gone through this whole process. I said, what happens to these first and second or third generation people? Well, they're doing, they're doing jobs. They're collecting samples of animals. They're collecting samples of, of bugs. They're whatever, whatever is here on this planet. And then they're seeding it on other planets in the universe. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's, it gets to be so, so complicated. And, and that's the bottom line on this thing. It's very complicated. Uh, yeah, it sounds like that's the bottom yeah. line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I've never heard of them seeding other planets with stuff here. Is that yeah, stuff that yeah. great? Taking stuff yeah. from here and seeding it in other places. And, and, and I think also the, the, the fact that, you know, one of the things that many experiencers come back after being abducted, they come back with a mindset that we have to be better stewards of the planet. Uh, we need to be better, better, better people to one another. Uh, we need to be more loving. These are all very positive things. And if we all, you know, every generation goes through that process, hopefully we'll get to the point where there won't be any wars. We'll be better to one another. Instead of spending all that money on on the military, we won't need to anymore. You know, we can spend it on other beneficial things. You know, of course, the one thing I always say with all this this craziness that's going on, whether Russia or Ukraine or Israel and and the Palestinians or North Korea and Iran, China and Russia, whatever, we should put the women in charge. I think because all all these damn things are caused by men. Yes. (laughs) So I mean, I'm not going to argue. Ladies, (laughs) take over, please. Rick and take over. (laughs) All right. You heard him. You heard him right here. Right Somewhat now, related to that oh, statement that is very true. I'll vote why for you. Are, 
Thank you. You're talking to me, I'm sure. Why are they not abducting billionaires and making them see how terrible everything is? Because well, they are the, like the worst of it. Yeah. Well, oh, what, yeah. What, what, what's happening is that a lot of these people in high places are already been contacted and that they, they already have a mindset. And I think it's, it's, it's going to take a little bit more time for that to really bubble up and, and come to fruition. Um, there's been, you know, okay, I'll tell you a little story. One, one of the, uh, one of the um, uh, support group meetings, I, I facilitated a support group meeting in San Jose for years. And one day this woman in the, in the group said, I've seen you before. Oh, really? At a UFO conference? No, I saw you on board the craft. I said, really? Oh, that's oh. interesting. And I kind of blew it off. And uh, it was like a year, year and a half later that another person, totally different person, said, I've seen you before. And I said the same thing. Where? At a UFO conference? No, no, no. You were sitting on this bench naked on board the craft and you were freaking out. And they told me to go over to you to calm you down. And I said, oh, really? So at that point, I decided, okay, I'm going to go get regressed. Yeah. And I had, mm -hmm. I had three separate regressions and uh, did not find out anything along those lines. However, I had multiple past lives, multiple oh. past lives. And reincarnation seems to be a universal mechanism that goes on and many experiencers and many of these experiences talking to these entities talk about that that reincarnation is a factor that goes on where your energy your soul goes out there comes back eventually and so you never die you never die you know so you, are you, some of these like uh, abductees and some of these experiencers have they had reoccurring lives where they've had multiple like like are they just being sort of tracked from life to life to life well the the, the question is well let me finish that story actually because oh sorry I, that's <laughs> I all got right. so no, excited no, no. no i know but <laughs> but it, that's good that's a good question it was like subsequent to that revelation and all, all the things that I had gone through and the regression, I was talking to someone else and, and the person said to me, and this is really interesting, that person might have seen you in a past life where that occurred. And so this is something that they're able, they, whoever they are, uh, can manipulate space and time. And so it's totally possible that that had happened. In a previous life, which I didn't, I didn't go into, and I never went back to uh, look at each one of those uh, those lifetimes that I had, uh, other lifetimes. And uh, but it's something that you know maybe someday I will. But right now, and what what I've finally come to realize, I think, because you don't have a, a memory of it, is that a lot of us don't have memories of having an experience, okay? So I certainly don't have a conscious memory of it. And I believe, and this is, this is radical, that we've all had an experience, whether we know it or not. It, it, is, it is something that is part of some mechanism that's going on right now. And so 
I, I, you know, and the Roper organization back in 92 presented a, a, a poll where they, they felt at that time that six million people in the United States had 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 an experience. Now, fast forward in time, how many more people have been abducted? This is a worldwide phenomena. OK, so there's millions and yeah. millions of people that are having experiences, whether they consciously remember it or not. So, and I'm on this path. How the hell did I get on this path? Why am I doing what I'm doing? I, 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 I've, I've tried to, sometimes, a couple of times I, I've said, okay, I've had enough. I'm going to get out of here, you know. Mm-hmm. And I've been sucked back in. It's like they're, they're not letting me stop what I'm doing. This is my mission. This is my mission. To help people that are having these experiences. Wow, that's wild to me. I wonder, like, in my mind, I'd think they'd be like, "Please stop that. We're, we're trying to get our work done." Yeah, but they're like, "No, no, 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 no. Help those guys so we can keep doing this." Well, I think well, in one one respect that uh, you know, there's been a lot of uh, people in the in the uh, ufological field that have had issues with uh, the Men in Black or or various governmental organizations that try to shut them down. I've never had any kind of thing like that happen, and I think what it is is that whoever they are 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 thankful for what i'm doing because i'm keeping a lid on things so to speak because i'm helping these people and they haven't been running to their congressmen and and or, or their clergy or whoever to say hey this is going on i you know this is crazy we, we got to do something about this it's it's interesting to me that uh, this has been going on and and that i haven't been pinged by the, those entities, if you will, the three-lettered organizations as to what what I've been doing. They seem yeah, to be fine I, with it. That That is a lot. And you know what? We need to take a break. Do you guys understand how refreshing it is to actually have a company be proactive and working for you? And by proactive, I mean you don't bring them a problem and they try to solve it. They're already looking for problems that you didn't even see coming, and they're solving them for you. Well, that's what I found when I started working with Rocket Money. Now, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills. Rocket Money actually reached out to me to tell me they could negotiate a better rate on my cell phone plan than what I currently have. Did you hear that? They reached out to me, stating that they could help me negotiate a better deal than what I had, and they did it. So I was able to drop my business line substantially. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com p60. That's rocketmoney.com p60. Rocketmoney.com p60. I have, feel like I have more questions than I did before. Well, yeah, because you learned more, and now I have all of these <laughs> other questions. And and by the- or maybe just like uh, my brain is slowly <laughs> imploding. 
coming to life. I didn't realize. I didn't even. Mm. I don't. I didn't think that. I never even considered past life abductions, and then having that go throughout your next life and the life after that. Like, just get me off this planet. I don't want to come back here once I'm dead. (laughs) Well, you you may you may have a choice. Evidently, that you you can have a choice as to where you incarnate. Um, that that seems shark. to be. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to be a shark. Well, you want to be a shark? I see. I see I'd that. Like to be a shark. Yeah, I want to be an eagle. So okay. <laughs> oh, I like that choice too. Yeah. Solid. <laughs> House cat, I guess. What's the laziest one? I, that one. I think you're pretty much already there, but. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jenny. Oh my goodness. So you started off with with Mufon as a as a field investigator. Right. You got into training, mm-hmm. which is amazing, and then kind of ended up in being a part of the support group. Right. Right. And was that around the time there there was an Omega-3 study, which I read about? Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and was that sort of around the same time as you starting in the support group arena? Well, the, the scenario uh, timeline on all of this is back in 2007, eight time frame. Um, I had uh, gone to the international director of MUFON and uh, who was James Carrion at the time and said, hey, you guys, you guys are missing the boat on working with these uh, people that claim that they've had experiences with non-human intelligences. Uh, you don't have a mechanism to work with them. And uh, so what happened was that uh, in, in talking to them and working with them, uh, they said, okay, uh, you have an organization that's handling things like that. Why don't we send you all the people that call us? Okay. And so I was getting all the phone calls directed to me uh, from these people that were looking for help. And so I, I did that for a while. And then um, they asked me, okay, We'd like to, to understand a little bit more about these abductees, these experiencers. So can you put a team together and uh, put together a study uh, on these people? So I did. And uh, they funded it. Uh, and I, I got together a, a group of psychologists. And uh, we took 71 people um, that claimed that they had experiences and 51 people as a control group. And... Uh, we, we uh, had them uh, take nine different uh, psychological instruments uh, uh, and, and we found some interesting things. One was the fact that none of them had any psychopathology, number one. They weren't oh. crazy. They weren't crazy. And so that that, went, does, that cover, does that cover like all, all sorts of like... Yeah. Just, you know, anxiety, depression, abuse disorder, anxiety, all of those things. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, because we had nine different instruments that uh, psychological testing that we did. Um, And and that report, by the way, is on our Opus website at opusnetwork.org. You can go into our articles and documents section and you'll you'll see the full 28-page report on it. Um, So anyway, we found out that they didn't have a psychopathology. Uh, they were not fantasy prone, okay, which a lot of debunkers talk about that, oh, they must be fantasy prone. Uh, and a couple of other things that, uh, you know, people talk about sleep paralysis is, is why this is going on. Well, two thirds of all cases, whether in the bedroom or not, did not involve sleep paralysis. 
okay mm -hmm. and then the other other one is uh uh false memory syndrome which is talked about a lot uh well the american psychological association or any other mainstream psychological diagnostic system is either ratified or proven such a diagnosis so you know when you really start digging into this stuff you you find that uh, there's uh, a lot of reasons why these debunkers are full of it <laughs> uh <laughs> to put it kindly <laughs> mm -hmm. um we also found that uh they all came back with a worldview that's, you know, wonderful that uh, we 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 need to be better stewards of the planet. As I uh, said earlier, we need to be more loving. We need to be better to one another. I mean, those are wonderful things. Yeah. Uh, a lot of it was like they weren't uh, malevolent or they weren't beneficent. I mean, it was like a uh, sort of in the middle. A little neutral. Uh, 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 yeah, kind of a neutral kind of a thing that was going on. Um, but the most interesting that thing we found was that there was a difference in the experiences in their temporal lobe activity. And uh, that's something that needs to be uh, further uh, studied. And a, uh, a gentleman at uh, Stanford University, uh, Gary Nolan, uh, who's a microbiologist, um, has done some studies uh, with experiencers and they found after MRIs of their brains that in the area of the caudate and putamen, there was a lot more connections in these experiencers than in the, the uh, control group. And uh, because of that, they had these capabilities of telepathic communication, psychic abilities, and things of that nature. So it's like there's an evolutionary process that's going on with these people. And they, they're able to connect with other people that have the same thing going on. So eventually, people that don't have that capability will probably not be around much longer. And it'll be these people that have those kind of capabilities that will be here so it's like an evolutionary process that's happening so it's fascinating it's absolutely fascinating when you really start to dig in as to what what's what's going on and it's on a level that's mind-boggling i mean <laughs> it's there's so much going on right now once you said temporal lobe i was like oh did they have psychic abilities now <laughs> oh that's great i love that mm-hmm there's a couple of things that really strike me about that is is one to have such a profound shift in um, life outlook or life value mm -hmm. is usually when you look at it from a psychological angle, it's usually precipitated by something very impactful happening like an mm -hmm. occurrence or, you know, uh, some sort of massive thing happens to you in order for that shift to happen ontological shock ontological oh, shock go. that's that's the terminology that's used often about about these experiences there's an ontological shock that occurs to these people you know it, what's really interesting is is the fact that most people in the in the beginning are absolutely full of fear it's 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 it's, it's extremely stressful uh, type of a situation that goes on. However, eventually they come to accept what's going on. They come to be more comfortable with it. And then in the final phase, when it stops, it's almost like the Stockholm syndrome. How come they're not coming for me anymore? 
don't they love me anymore? What is, what, what's going on? <laughs> I it, did so much for them. Yeah, exactly. I gave them yeah. my, my sperm, my eggs, my my blood, whatever. It, it's just... My heart's going to leave me like yeah. this? Hopefully not your heart. Switch my guts around? <laughs> no, but, yeah, it, it is, it's, it's an amazing process that goes on. And what I believe it is, it's a spiritual process that when they come out the other end, end of this thing, that they have a totally different worldview, that they understand that we are not alone, that there's other things going on in, in, in our existence in this reality uh, that r relates to other realities. So it's, it's, it's an incredible process. I'm a member of a group that talks about spiritual awakenings as a, as a personality shift. And that was the thing that I thought of immediately when you said that they had that profound mm -hmm. change, you know, which is amazing, but also for myself and people who also do not study, uh, uh, you know, brain stuff. Uh, the temporal lobe is, is the, is the more recent, um, evolutionary sort of jumps right like just from what we know of in the decision making process all of those things it came after the lizard brain mm -hmm. sort of thing that's so that's what we're talking about right the shift in the temporal lobe yeah evidently there, there's somehow there's there's a shift with these people uh which we don't fully understand you know why why that has occurred uh, is mm -hmm. this something? Is this something that has been created uh, eons ago in in a certain group of people? Uh, you know, people talk about why me, okay? Why me? And I I I have the feeling that there's been a long term study that has been going on with us, okay, with them, whoever them is, and that uh, they check on a regular basis. And so they come back year after year, generation after generation, because a lot of this is generational. You know, it's not just one person. You know, you, you, you start talking to them, they find out that their grandmother had a, an experience or oh, their wow. great-grandmother has had an experience. And so they follow these generations. And so, uh, and people talk about, well, God, they're so smart. Why do they have to keep coming back? Why, you know, they, they, they'll take us and they'll do whatever they need to do with us and then they leave. Well, it's, it's like a school. Yeah. It, the next generation of aliens, if you will, I'll use that terminology. They need to teach the next generation what's going on and how to, how to deal with us. We're not at the top of the food chain, folks. We're, there's 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 a whole different layer that's above us oh, that's doing no. this i mean think about the fact that when we go out to the ocean and pull a porpoise out of the uh, out of the ocean and we measure them we tag them okay implant tag them okay we take blood samples we might take skin samples we might do a whole bunch of different things to them then we throw them back in the water we take them out of their environment their reality put them into our reality on board the craft okay the boat and then we throw them back in and a year later we come back and we we find the same one and we measure him again okay he's grown two inches his blood is just as good uh and 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 so they've been able to uh, track him because of the tag that's on him 
So it's like, it's very mm -hmm. similar. It's very similar. I got to tell you this story real quick. The first time I found my distrust of Neil deGrasse Tyson is when he said that aliens. So shush. He, he said, "Oh, so nice. <laughs> aliens would never come here. They're smarter than us. We're like bugs to them." And I was watching him say this with my seven-year-old son, and my seven-year-old son was mm -hmm. like, "That is so stupid." People love bugs, collect <laughs> yeah. them, study them. <laughs> yeah. Why would they not do that to yeah. us? Exactly. Yes, it's so obvious. A, your son is very smart. Yes, he was. Very smart. <laughs> that, that, is, that is good. That is, I have to yeah. remember that. I might have to use that one. Please do. Give oh, yes. What, what's your, what's yeah. your son's name? What's your son's name? Baron. Baron. Oh, great. Okay, I'll have to use that. Baron. Yeah. So this guy, kid I knew. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. it's true. And yeah. and not only that, but we study groups of animals generationally. You know, sure. you study exactly. a family of animals, it's the whole family and you continue to study. You exactly. know, so it's, that it's makes perfect all sense. Absolutely the same thing going on, folks. It's the same thing. That I'm pretty sure about. Oh yeah. I mean it makes perfect sense. Yeah. I mean, I'm and we're also coming at it with yeah. our human brains. So mm -hmm. it could be so much more and better and different than that. But for our perspective, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That perception of it, it could be completely different than what we see. But sure. This is what we see. I love I love this idea of the support groups and and the people being able to talk about experiences that have happened to them when you sort of co-founded like opus mm -hmm. um was is it very specific towards people who have experienced abductions or anything like that or or does it kind of cover a lot of paranormal things what is it yeah no that's a good question and and uh, what you know, our, our philosophy was, and if you look at our mission statement, you know, mm -hmm. we, we talk about, you know, whether it's Kundalini awakening, spiritual awakening, poltergeist activity, you know, anything in the paranormal realm, uh, we are open to. However, having said that, uh, most of the people that come to us for whatever reason seem to have had contact with these non-human intelligences. And so we've 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 basically ended up focusing oh. on that. But we also, if somebody comes to us, you know, and, and claiming that they're they have demon possession, or, or or poltergeist activity, we can refer them to organizations that we we are affiliated with, and, and we can point them in the right direction. Okay, go here, contact these people, and uh, we don't we don't internally have that kind of knowledge, but we can point people in the right direction. Oh, that is phenomenal. The website I, I looked at is beautifully laid out. It's very easy to interact with from from what I could tell. I liked it. Um, but again, I'm a big fan of like any kind of support group whatsoever. If you And Jenny loves a well laid out website. She's I do. I really do. I, <laughs> it, when they're easy to navigate, I'm uh -huh. happy because if it's difficult, then I yeah. just don't do it. Right. Life. Right. Life's so, Oh, good. I'm glad you like it. Glad you like it. So you have a lot of activity as far as having people. You said something like 400? Right now, right. Almost 400 people from all over the world. Africa, South Africa, Asia, Europe. Uh, we even have a person from Iran in the group, <laughs> which is interesting. 
Uh, Can we have the directory of all these people and their phone numbers and addresses? (laughs) No. We're conducting a study. (laughs) Oh, you're good. I tried to get you. You're good. (laughs) She almost got me. I was like, well, I got some stuff you can have. (laughs) Yeah, we we try to keep it as confidential as possible in this world of scams and, you know, people hacking websites. Matter of fact, I don't know if you guys know that the uh, MUFON website was hacked big time. I did and, not know uh, this. The, the CMS uh, system is shut down right now. Uh, they they can't bring it back up. Uh, I don't know if they've been uh, asked to uh, give somebody money to get it back online, but uh, I haven't heard any more details. I'm uh, By the way, just for total transparency i am uh, a member of the mufon ert their experiencer resource team as a research consultant so i'm still involved with mufon in that regard i'm not a field investigator anymore i haven't been a field investigator for years and years uh but i'm a regular member of mufon i pay my dues and get my journal (laughs) but um no, it, it's a good organization, and, and so hopefully they can get that uh, situation squared away. But, uh, yeah, they they were hacked big time. Oh, Yikes. wow. That happened at a job I worked once. It was rough. Oh, yeah. Listen, we got to wrap it up. Oh, no. Now that you mentioned I MUFON, know. I want to hear all the stories about MUFON, uh-huh. but we have to wrap it oh. up. Do you have anything else you want to plug, any websites or anything? Sure, sure, absolutely. Um, uh First of all, thank you guys very much uh, for having me on your yeah. show. Really appreciate it. Uh, like I said, uh, you know, people like yourselves that are doing shows like this are, are very important. So keep up the good work. Uh, that's very important. Um, yeah. So what Opus is all about is helping people. So one of the ways we do that is uh, uh, by having a referral network, an online support group, and a triage group. But, of course, as a nonprofit organization, a 501c3, we depend on donations. So if you go to our website at opusnetwork.org uh, and take a look at it, uh, there's a lot of good information there. We have interviews that actually I have done with a number of people. Uh, and uh, uh, you can see that on our website as well as on our YouTube channel, which is if you go to Opus Separate Word Network, you can see all all the interviews that I've done thus far. And the last one I just put up uh, today, actually, of a gentleman that is in our support group who is an experiencer and had an incredible explanation of the hybrid situation. So if you want to oh. check that out, it's really interesting. It blew me away. Absolutely blew me away. Um, we're also looking for more therapists. Whether you're a, a, a licensed mental health practitioner or a certified uh, hypnotherapist, we're always looking for people like that. And uh, let me quickly say on the YouTube channel, please subscribe. Please hit the like button. We need all the subscriptions we can get because then we can maybe generate some funds out of there. Those you. YouTube people. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. So um, anyway, I think um, that's pretty much it, what I wanted to cover. And again, yeah. thank you, guys. Uh, it was been fun. It's yeah. been really good. And uh, maybe we can do it again sometime. Oh, you oh, have what, to come what, back. What, what, one, one more thing. Oh, please. Yeah, of course. One more thing. Uh, produced a book two years ago called The Unknown Other. 
and the existential proposition of alien mm -hmm. contact, which covers a lot of the uh, psychological and physical manifestations that these experiences are going through with a lot of other things, along with like 25 other stories from experiencers and telling their stories that uh, these people are in our support group. So it's rather fascinating. And this one, especially who I did the interview with, and it's on YouTube right now, Adam Burns, uh, talked about the uh, uh, hybrid situation. It, it's fascinating. You got to check it out. It's really good. We'll have links to the book and the websites and the YouTube and everything so people can find it really easily. Oh, great. This has been great. Oh, this has been wonderful. Uh, it's super. Yeah, I'm very excited. The book's on my reading list. I. I always like talking to the person before I read the book because otherwise then I have these preconceived sort of notions yeah. in my uh -huh. head. Um, but I'm very excited about about that and very excited. Please, you know, support the support groups, honestly. Oh, yes, thank you. They thank do you. so much good. Thank you so much for having the group. Thank you for coming on the show. Mm -hmm. uh, it's phenomenal. Oh, thank you so much. It's it's been so fun. It's been really yeah. a lot of fun, and I, I again, I I think you guys are doing a fabulous job. Keep it up. Ah, thank, thank you. you, everybody else. We'll see you next week. Uh, don't forget to rate, subscribe, uh, do all the things, and we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.